This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. This is Friday, live from Studio C. Tis C, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, we're under the tutelage today of our general manager. I was going to go with Conor McGregor, who apparently just fights people on his free time when he's not fighting people for money. Uh, But let's go with this woman, Cardi B, who we're all supposed to be interested in. She's going to be omnipresent over the next several days. I've heard that on the television set. I, I've heard that name, and who is she? She's got the Money Move song that was a big hit in the summer, and we played it, and uh, I thought it was just stupid and terrible, but it's not for me. She's a pop singer. So she's a, a hip hop singer, yeah. and she's popular. Yes, okay. very much so. Oh, really? She's I'll take terrible. Your word. I'll oh, take no your talent, mush mouth, idiot. I'll take your word for it. I M H O. Well, you don't like pop music, though, so you're the wrong wrong person to ask about pop music. But not everybody's a mush-mouthed, no-talent idiot. Hmm. Some are very talented and non-mush-mouthed. So what do we do now? We introduce everybody in the squad. We start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. Uh, Tomorrow i got to meet with a tax person, which is always thrilling. Mm -hmm. So I'm going around the house looking for write-offs. I'm trying to see if I can write off the cat or anything to just lower the taxes. Cat's a child. (laughs) Yeah. Comfort cat. Service cat. Exactly. (laughs) Couldn't live without it. Call it livestock. <laughs> Say you're a farmer. There is a positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, would you have anything to say? With the first pick in the 2018 NBA 2K League Draft, Mavs Gaming selects Artreo Boyd, a.k.a. Dimes, from Cleveland, Ohio. Shout out to Dimes, first player picked in the first ever Esports NBA 2K draft. Now, 17 actual NBA teams have created a subdivision, their own little gaming quadrant. They are treating this like the fourth NBA league. They have the actual NBA, WNBA, the G League, which is like their developmental league, and now this Esports League. And over 17 weeks of competition, these teams of six players apiece are going to be facing off head-to-head. But they're playing the video game. They're playing the video game Ah. version of the NBA, and they are making, uh, I believe they're uh, somewhere between thirty-two dollars and $35,000 a year is their salary for doing this, uh, being paid by the NBA, not by the teams. But this is, uh, they they are treating this like an actual league that they are going to be uh, doing going forward. Interesting. Well, I'm... I was reaching for the gong, no doubt there, but I do find it a great promotion I, I for spaced. the uh, video game and the rest of it. I yeah. spaced out. Is it normal people playing the video games 
for their teams, or is it NBA players playing the video? No, game? it's it's specifically the best of the best of the video game world okay, have been so, drafted to select it. So, so there is a, there is a like an actual <sighs> job you can aspire to now yes. to make a salary. You, you can actually get college scholarships by uh, various video game competitive esports. Uh, colleges are offering some yeah, scholarships okay. for that. So your high school kid can say, "I'm going to do this for a living," and you can't really argue that that's not if possible. They get drafted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In this case. Interesting. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every single day. How are you, Marshall? Well, gentlemen, speaking of gaming and uh, making money, I uh, did a little midweek dump run yesterday. And, of course, stopped by the Native American gaming facility not far from the dump. I walk in, and right off, I hit a lucky slot. Oh, there you go. You were due. Yes. You were due. <laughs> yes. Right. That's how the math works. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it was my time, so I Shout am. out to our native peoples and a salute to their generosity. <laughs> I am bringing home the bacon. Fantastic. Oh, yes. Yes. The way you share in your winnings is absolutely fantastic. Well, you know, I have to. I just have to give back a little bit. What, you know, what game of skill were you playing? I walked in. I saw a slot machine. It glowed. I yeah. went, "That's the one." I uh-huh. went over to Ching. Boom! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> that was it. Awesome. Yeah, a couple hundred bucks. Because we all know Jeez. if you if you try to gamble yes. and if you, if you try to gamble for a while and you yeah. don't win, it right. like backs up in your system right. and then it explodes sure. all at one and time. And it's been a while, as you know, my friends. And the mm-hmm. slot machine with lights was the one you went for, huh? No, okay. no, no, no. He just what feels does? a glow as an expert yes. gambler. A mystical oh, glow. Oh, a mystical glow. Yes. Yes. It's a chakra. It yes. glows to him because ah. he's got the the juju. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I had the juju. <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, April 6th, the year 2018, keeping you straight in 21-8. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the final show of the week. According to FCC rules and regs, here we go at Mark. So you know the government is taking 40% of my taxes, and Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with tax money. Hey, yeah, me too, Who, babe. That's Cardi B? Yes. I agree with her. Well, yeah, she's starting to make some money and is thinking, wow, yeah, I only get half my money. What the hell's up with that? And what are you doing with my half? Yeah, and nobody seems to want to tell me. Yeah. To whatever extent I can figure it out, it sucks. She goes on for about a minute there about fiscal responsibility and awesome. transparency and tax spending. We need Welcome, more Cardi. of that. We need more of that. Cardi B sound like Milton the F. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Al Trump is doubling down in the trade battle with China. Stormy Daniels' lawyer is overjoyed about the president's latest comments on the porn star's case. He's calling it a great Christmas gift. And we have moved a lot closer to space travel for tourists. Awesome. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. There are not many people out there supporting the president. Um, trade views. It's a pretty small number of people that are. It's because they don't appreciate his genius. In, in either party, very small number of people on his side. Just like uh, Galileo, Thomas Jefferson, right. Jesus. There you go. Yeah. You know who they also, was against him. You know who they also criticized, Joe? Jesus. Yeah. So you right. can't argue with that. Right. How's mailbag look? 
It's oh, it's really good. Uh, perspective, uh, humor, mirth. We have clips of the week as well. By the way, this song, Kenny Rogers rushed to the hospital the other day. Is he okay? Has anybody checked on that? Uh, he's dealing with, He canceled all the rest of his tour for yeah. this year, and he's battling health issues. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that ain't good. He's old as the hills. Yeah, Wish good. him well. Uh, stay tuned. Lots on the way in the Armstrong. We'll figure out who Cardi B is together. Who will listen to the Armstrong and Getty shows? Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. years ago this week. Here's the hints. Can you hear me now? The details on that monumental event coming up. Stay tuned. It's another History Friday. Is that the Verizon commercial? It was a hint. Okay. I'll stay tuned. Hmm. Contractually obligated to. Right. Mailbag is coming up in a moment or two. Michael. Oh, Michael. Oh, wow. Michael. Especially during these times. This is Trump's America. Wow. Michael made a mistake. Wow. Yeah. I gave him a little head fake, a little juke. You got me there, Joe. Uh, You looked off the safety. It was his crossover. I broke his ankle. (laughs) Ah, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was first. It's cow. (laughs) Clips of the week. Congressional investigations uh, leak like the gossip girls. Had a great chance. The Democrats blew it. DiVincenzo walking it up. Five seconds, four seconds, that's going to do it. Michigan ran into a supernova tonight for the second time in three years. Nova is number one. Villanova, your 2018 national champions. It is not the end of violence. It is not the end of lawlessness. And it's not the end of disorder. But the vast majority of white people and the vast majority of black people in this country want to live together, want to improve the quality of our life, and want justice for all human beings that abide in our land. And it's also hard to believe that a U.S. Senate that's going to be scared to death, though may still be in Republican hands, is not going to take a serious look when it has to deal with this president. So get good legal help now because the storm is coming. You had the perfect chance to check out your daughter's friends, and you let her play you like a chump. This is going to come as a shock to people, but I actually trust my kids. Uh, Here's why you can't trust your kids. Because they're stupid. That's some plain talk from America's mom, Roseanne. Another one of the jokes that my wife and I liked from Roseanne, though we don't spank our kids, is... um, you send your kids over in the corner on a timeout to think about it. You know what they're thinking? I can't believe this loser didn't spank me. <laughs> That's a good line. That's funny. Mailbag. Hey, how about a freedom-loving quote of the day? Sent along by uh, Ben Libertarian. Edmund Burke said this. I believe he was the uh, lead singer for the animals in the 60s. Edmund Burke. Not a lot of Edmunds these days. Not enough. Not enough. The true danger is when liberty is nibbled away for expedience. Mm. Seems to be the state of things. I would say. So we're in a state of true danger. Moving along. Ben goes on to thank me for serving on a jury. You're welcome. 
I wish reasonable individuals would uh, more often serve, knowing that one day they could find themselves or someone they care about being a defendant. And wouldn't they want a reasonable? Wouldn't they want reasonable people on their jury? Yeah, you certainly would. Speaking of reasonable, how do they de- how do they define reasonable doubt? How does the judge define that? Uh, he well, I wish I had it in front of me. I'm sure I could print it out. It, it has to do with uh, what? How does he explain it? It's not any doubt because there's always some doubt. It could have been space aliens or or whatever, but. Um, uh, you know what? I'll find that verbiage to you. As I said yesterday, and I, I really I need to write an editorial about this because I think it really, really matters. The judge's instructions to the jury are pages long, many pages long. I was listening as hard as I could because, A, I thought it was my responsibility to, and B, I just found it really interesting. So I was focused as hard as I could, and I, it, it's, it washed over me, and I remember parts of it. But if there are a million instructions, Your Honor, there are no instructions because nobody can comprehend it. I realize he's obligated by law to read that. But, yeah, they explain what's reasonable doubt, what's not reasonable doubt, what's uh, uh, circumstantial evidence, what's, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and it just goes on and on and on and on. And as I said earlier, uh, on both the juries I've served on, it became clear immediately within the first 90 seconds that multiple people had missed multiple points. And I don't blame them because I'll bet they were listening as hard as they could. And as you know, I almost went to law school, mm-hmm. so a lot of these principles are already familiar to me. If you're new to it, it, it would be... It'd well, be it's, impossible. It's, it's a waste of time. It would be impossible. Right, yeah. It's like reading somebody a long, detailed description of how a particular app works when they hadn't used a computer before. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving along. <clears throat> Faggity Mike here, friend of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. Nice to hear from you, Mike. Thanks for bringing up Jack Jr. yesterday. I've been listening since Jack Jr. joined the Army years ago. Oh, that's right. You know, I'd forgotten that he enlisted. Um, KMUFK, keep making up fake kids. Fake? What? Uh, Jack Jr. was a staple of the show for many years. I've been doing the Jack Jr. thing since I was 19 on the radio. And he, he would vary in ages from, you know, an infant kept me up at night or having trouble with him now that he's uh, out on his own. Then he'd enlist, <laughs> and then he'd be back in middle school depending right. on the need to make an argument. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Moving along. Surefire way for Stormy Daniels to stay in the news, writes Joe from Virginia. We already have a bi-coastal show. Since Stormy is sunk to the Megyn Kelly level of news media, there's one lower rung that she can hit. Again, make an explicit movie of her Trump encounters. Who wouldn't want to watch a Trump lookalike and Stormy doing their thing? Then he suggests titles like Hail to the Chief, uh, Trumping Trump. No, you're not good at that. It's got to be like Humping Trump or Trump Humpers or Trump Thumpers or something like that. Uh, Trump m- m- talked about Stormy Daniels for the first time yesterday, and I'm sure Marshall will have that in his news. Yeah. Also, when Michael uh, and or Marshall ring the Liberty Bell at the end of the news, just once could Marshall say, Michael, ring the bell, because school's in, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why he would say that, Joe, from Virginia, but thank you for the suggestion. Uh, here, how about this uh, from Cole? I feel about the same way as you guys do when it comes to the POTUS, but when you discussed his flandering, you never mentioned that is uh, it is his only vice, since he does not drink, smoke, or do drugs. Think of all the times you have both been drunk to relieve stress. What? He doesn't have that outlet, and sex is probably his one and only way to release. I'd say his, uh, his fast food thing is a bit of a vice, but... yeah. K-E-T-P-F, keep eating that pizza, fatty. That's for you, he says for Jack. That's unnecessarily harsh, sir. 
Aren't, isn't the world harsh enough without right. you piling on? Exactly. Come on. Uh, I've been see. trying to eliminate that fourth meal of the day. That's what I'm really working on. That meal I eat right before I go to bed. That doesn't have a name. It's not breakfast, lunch, or dinner. <sighs> Just I decide to put together another meal. That's the one I'm yeah, trying that, to eliminate. That meal is called college. I'm in college. I'm 19. What are you doing? I'm eating again before I go to bed. Oh, I'm, boy. I'm trying to eliminate that one. Yeah, the midnight stoned pizza is when you're in your early 20s. Uh, let's see. I'm going to read this uh, verbatim for uh, several different reasons. Uh, it ends with uh, all caps and many explanation ex- explanation points. Nice job, Joe. Uh, Jared writes, The YouTube stupid angry coward referring to the the shooter of those innocent people at YouTube. The YouTube stupid angry coward is still a stupid angry coward and should be treated as such. Be consistent. <laughs> Again, multiple levels there. Number 1, Jared thinks we need to be consistent. I think I agree. I think I agree too. And it points out the importance of proofreading your emails before you hit send, Jared. Mm. Mm. Let's see. Ah, shooting and a little on the lighter side. That's great. Oh, you know what? I was going to save this for later. The uh, the whole um, Stefan Clark shooting in Sacramento continues to draw enormous amounts of email and, and comments and thoughts, some of which are very, very perceptive and are from people who I wish were part of the big conversation because they make some really good points. Op-ed in the New York Times about it last night that will uh, surprise you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got some information on teacher retirement, and we may have misstated something, and well, maybe we'll clarify that in a little bit. But or maybe we won't. Maybe or we maybe won't. we'll make it worse. <laughs> Could I've heard the show before. I'm guessing it's going to be the latter. But uh, this is exciting news, and I didn't want to wait. Thank you, thank you, Melissa, for sending this along. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cash Me Outside girl has announced a new national tour. Fantastic. She calls herself... Bahad Bahabi. That's right. It's bad baby spelled B H A D. Yeah. B H A B I E. Okay. Bad Bahabi. Now, her, some her might entire... suggest that going to her show would be a bad expenditure of your hard earned money. <laughs> but her entire claim to fame is on Dr. Phil, her dropping the cash man side. How about that? Right? Yeah, her, yeah, her being an, uh, completely. Uh, I assume we have that clip. Or is anybody working furiously to get that on the air? Like, like what should happen if we're talking about this? Well, I certainly should have warned y'all, but <laughs> yeah. to sit there blank-faced when we're talking about that, I mean... But so that's her only claim to fame, is that right? She hasn't... Oh, no, she had a hit song. She, put she out a song had was a, a song. But it was a hit. <clears throat> it debuted at well, top right. 100-something or well, other. Yeah, but if Charles Manson had put out a hit after the, you know, LeBlanca Tate murders, that would have been a hit, too. I, I think it was Yeah, yeah, that's that one. Yeah, yeah some guy so used a bunch hit. of computers to to make a song. That's great. Uh-huh. But anyway, here's the important part, ladies and gentlemen. Dates in uh, May in San Diego on the 26th, San Francisco the 29th, Sacramento the 30th, so Portland the first of June, well, we gotta Spokane get, the second of June. We got to get her on then. Seattle the third of June. She's doing all the markets we're on. Yes. she's got to come on the show. Which. I would I would treat her with full respect, actually. Why? Because I would treat her with verbal abuse <laughs> from the beginning of the interview to the end. But Thank do you, go Joe. on. You're welcome. Because I would like to know. I honestly would like to know. And if I do verbal abuse, she'll just hang up and leave. I know because I've tried it many times. Um, I would actually like to know how the whole process worked from you say crazy things on Dr. Phil to ending up what she is today. Mm. 
Did an agent contact you? And then, I mean, how did the whole thing come about? So just if you're keeping track, I like to give voice to the philosophies of Edmund Burke. Jack wants Bahad Bahabi to be heard on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You want to know on the modern hmm, world, what's the process for turning these people into stars? Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. might be the best news you're going to hear all day when it comes to exercise. Huh? Huh? Because when you... That I already have today and I just forgot. When you hear those stories, (laughs) you know, you need to exercise 40 minutes uh, uh, twice a day, seven days a week to even have a chance of avoiding a heart attack. You know, you think, well, I'm just doomed then. But this is the opposite of that. So stay tuned. Plus, Plus, we have more Bahad Bahabi news. Stay with us for that. That's the catch me outside, girl. Yeah, she's 14. Now she's 14? Yeah. How old is she? Yeah, how about that? How yeah, old how is she that? there? Uh, 13, I think. 12, 13, something she's like that. She's been yeah. around longer now, hasn't she? Yeah, wow, um, that's a child. Seems like forever. Hey, Dr. Phil, nice job. Um, well, that's what I do. I exploit troubled people and profit from them. Yeah. Well, Are you just catching on to that, that, son? That is what he does. Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, here's the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump doubling down. The president wants to slap tariffs on $100 billion worth of Chinese products. That move coming in response to China's decision to retaliate against tariffs proposed by the U.S. earlier this week. Trump wanting to get into this war because... We can't continue to allow this to happen where hundreds of billions of dollars is taken out of our country and our system. Now, China's commerce ministry is saying Beijing is getting ready to fight the U.S. at any cost as the trade dispute escalates because China's sanctions affect a lot of American agricultural goods. The administration's also considering measures to try and protect American farmers right now. And at this point, we want deals. That's right, Mr. President. I think that is what he's going for. At this point, it's all announced. You know, sanctions upcoming. Oh, yeah, we're going to whack you. You're going to whack us. We're going to whack the hell out of you. Uh, But none of it's happened yet. And I'm hoping at some point they sit around a big, uh, wide conference table and then settle all this crap. When does that happen? Marshall? They're facing off. We're going to see what's going on. But there's a lot of discussion, especially in some of the red states where there's a lot of farming going on, uh, that uh, the farmers, the pork producers especially, are really worried. You know, like really I, worried. Like I said earlier, there, there's there's hardly anybody in the president's corner on this discussion, Republican or Democrat. Right. So he'll have to weather the storm to uh, to stick with it. Although a lot of your super lefties, like your Bernies and that sort of stuff, they're, they're in favor of this, right? Right. Yeah, interestingly enough. But... Listen, Mr. President, and I say stand firm. Who wants an order of sweet and sour chicken? Nobody does. That's who. The Chinese need our pork. They'll pay for our pork. Isn't a lot of this is the Chinese have to believe he'll just continue with this and go through with it? It's it's a bluffing. It's like poker, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They have yeah. to believe he means it. Right? right. Or it will never work. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on an entirely different front, President Trump, for the first time, has addressed the hush payment made by his lawyer to adult film producer, Stormy Daniels. Just before the election, he was talking on uh, Air Force One to a number of reporters. He was asked if he knew about the $130,000 payment attorney Michael Cohen had made to Daniels. Mr. Trump says no. Why did Michael Cohen make the payment? I wanted to read that in front. The audio on this is this give and take a little iffy.
have to ask Michael Cohen. Michael's my an attorney, and you'll have to ask Michael Cohen. Donna was a leafy. Now, I'm, <laughs> Michael's my an attorney. I like that <laughs> yes. sentence. <laughs> yes. I would, uh, I'd bet you $1,000 he, he had sex with the porn star in the way that she described. But it's possible, right, that, that the attorney took care of this and just didn't talk to the boss about it, knowing that that would be a bad idea? It's entirely possible. Well, remember they've allegedly done the old uh, buy and bury with uh, yeah. the National Enquirer on a couple of occasions. Yeah, it's possible he has a department that deals with that. And part of it would be, don't talk to me about it. I don't want to hear a word about it. Right. You got this much budget. Let me know if you exceed it, we'll talk. Right. Well, I, I don't know. Stormy Daniels' attorney, Michael. It's also possible he was intricately involved in all the decisions, the amount, everything. Sure. Pulled yeah. the wad out of his own pocket. I believe that, yeah. But I'm a hell of a lot more interested in in, in tax reform and the economy and the right. regulatory reform and governance, for God's sake. Yeah. Daniels' attorney, Michael Avenetti, is ecstatic about Trump's comments. He was telling MSNBC, if Trump's denying knowledge of an agreement, then he can't be party to an agreement, which means Daniel shouldn't be held to any restrictions on any do-not-disclose deal. president didn't know anything about the payment. Then he obviously didn't know anything about the agreement, in which case you can't have an agreement, and there is no such thing as an NDA. That's Stormy's, a ridiculous argument. Stormy's lawyer thought, I live! Right. I live another day! <laughs> this story has another day worth of life in it! You jump on a show and claim that that proves that there's no agreement! Yes! Avenetti adding, you know, this is what happens when you have an undisciplined client, as you know from experience. We waited patiently, and lo and behold, Christmas has arrived. Well, that's true. There you He's go. Un- he is undisciplined. <laughs> yes. it's, uh, Trump is, un- unlike other presidents... It's worth shouting questions at Trump, because he oh, might yeah. answer. Mm-hmm. Other presidents, yeah. no way. They, Obama, Bush, Reagan, famously, they're all going to either just ignore you or pretend they can't hear you or whatever. Trump, he might answer any question at any time. So you might as well ask. Well, SoCal got a shaken. A magnitude 5.3 quake struck near the Channel Islands yesterday afternoon. Strongest earthquake in several years. Didn't really cause any major damage, but a lot of people in L.A. and Ventura counties, like Mary, felt it. It was the longest I've felt for quite some time. I've lived out here for 40 years. Everything's fine. The only thing that happened was that my wind chimes all went off at once. Compelling tape there, Marshall. Aftershocks expected. We're experiencing an earthquake. And there was the earthquake. Yep. Earthquake. Earthquake. Is it, is it still We're happening? an earthquake. Earthquake. Please. But is it still happening? We got an earthquake. But is it over? It's still happening. Oh, it's no. still happening. It's, I think it's over. <laughs> it's what? still happening. We're experiencing an earthquake, please. My, that's funny. It came up in my household the other night. That so that was the L.A. City Council. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the earthquake. Pu- the pug was sleeping on the footstool that rocks, and my wife took the footstool and was rocking it back and forth, and she said, still happening, still happening. I thought that's hilarious. Fabulous. Still happening, people. We're experiencing earthquake, please. Mm. I'm going to take command here. This emergency. I, I am no, in I charge. Am. I am. It's still happening. I'm in charge. You can tell I'm in charge because I'm talking. Uh, at the bastards. I'm going to talk like your mother talked when she found out you did something wrong to show I'm in charge, and I'm going to bellow. I'm going to take control. And there goes the earthquake. There she, in her earthquake. Mouth. Earthquake. We're experiencing an earthquake. Earthquake. Please. Yeah, we, we heard you. We got an earthquake. You. Yes. Still happening. We heard you. I just, I just, everything I hate. Fire. Fire. I hate the that so much. The building's on fire. There's a fire. Because he actually believes in his position of government that he needs to tell us this. And we should look to him. Tell me when it's over, O oh leader of us all. Tell me when the ground stops shaking because I can't figure it out on my own. Brainstorm.
Rainstorm. <laughs> There's a lot of rain. It's raining. Still raining. Rainstorm. Uh, all right. And then she jumps in. <laughs> and she had to, after she said it, damn it! I blew my big line. <laughs> I experienced an earthquake, please. What? Damn it! It's like a politician comes to their big applause line and th- that stumbles over. Dang it! <laughs> We're experiencing an earthquake, please. Dang it! We're an experienced thing. Damn it! <laughs> All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. See, I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. All right, Michael, ring the bell, because school's in, suckers. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <What>? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Oh. It's all coming together. <laughs> MC <laughs> Hammer ringing the Liberty Bell. We've had a lot of requests for that. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, uh, we're teasing way ahead to the 8 o'clock hour. We're going to have our uh, buddy Jens in from the Knife Media and go over the media's coverage of the big stories this week. Where's the spin? Where's the bias? Should Car- be fun. The caravan. Right. That's it's going to be story. a regular thing on the show starting today. Yeah. I think we'll do it every Friday. Yeah, I like it. Love the idea of that. We got a guy who tried to survive a nothing but office leftovers for a week. How did it go? Plus more Bahad Bahabi news if you have Bahad taste in entertainment. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric wavy when I turn it on. All through my city, all through my home. We're flying up no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. According to a new interview, The Rock and Vin Diesel refused to act in any scenes together for the latest Fast and the Furious movie. In fact, based on what I've seen, Diesel refuses to act in any scenes at all. Hey now, that's a shot at him. That is. Wow. Uh, harsh times. Corey Lewandowski. Do you hmm? My man, Corey. Corey, our man. Trump's man. Oh, Corey. Corey, our man. His campaign that was in manager. response to the question: Do you even have a campaign? Where is everybody? Oh, there's Corey, our man. He points to the one human being in the room at the campaign headquarters, which was at, empty at the time that he was in first place. Right, except for. Uh, Corey, our man. When he was knowingly doing a TV tour of his campaign yeah. headquarters, yeah. and it was entirely staffed with... Well, there's Corey, our man. One guy, <laughs> and nobody knew who Corey was, and it turned out to be Corey Lewandowski. And he won. And he won. Which shows a number of things, including how horrible a candidate Hillary was. <laughs> now, Hillary, listen to me, go away. Um, uh, I'm a friend. Corey, go away. Corey dropping F-bombs like crazy yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, in a, in a hearing, so we'll have to talk about that later. I'm not answering your effing questions. You're effing irrelevant questions, he said to the Democrats. Wow. Yeah. So more on that later. Wow. Way um, to go, Corster. Well, there's Corey, our man. Mm-hmm. Swearing. Uh, you have more on the bad baby? Or? Oh, Bahad Bahabi, yes, her North American tour, which includes virtually all of the markets in which we broadcast live. She'd be crazy not to come on the show. Of course, we're broadcasting live all over the earth on the internet, but... Do you have the venues? I'm guessing a lot of cigar bars, <laughs> like 40-seat venues. No, actually, uh, no. Um, she, she, We get her on the air, we have her cut a liner, and it says, Catch Armstrong and Getty, how about that? I'm Bad Baby, or something like that. <laughs> I, I love, love it. it. Sick that day. <laughs> I love it. 
Oh, oh, you'd be sick after you heard it. Uh, let's see. Playing Slims in San Francisco. Well, that's a cool place. Yeah, Ace of Spades. It's a great rock club in Sacto. Peter's Room in Portland. I haven't been to a show there. The Knitting Factory in Spokane. These are these are good clubs. These are clubs that should be ashamed of themselves. Right. <laughs> the Roxy in Los Angeles. Is there any way to get the, the zoning pulled or the health department to close the place uh, between now and then? I huh? haven't played the Roxy in L.A., and the chick that s- said to Dr. Phil, catch me outside, how about that, is apparently. Yeah, I, I don't blame the, the venues for booking this artist. I don't even blame the artist. I blame the people buying tickets to yep, go see this. There you go. You, you book the artist because people are going to pay and show up, and you're going to make oh. a profit, which yeah. is smart. I'm fine with that. But I, I'm sorry, if you're going to call her an artist i'm gonna start calling dogs birds fight a 14 year old girl anytime what does that mean you catch of, me outside biatch audience is a bunch of hoes i'm a grown-ass man um joe are you threatening to fight a little girl yeah she started it right <laughs> right she said something about something outside I'm going on tour, bitches. What does she do? She you, says, what, can't wait to see all of you. What tickets did, and VIPs on sale everywhere. I got to get VIP tickets oh, and go. Please. Oh, I don't maybe, care what it costs. Maybe get a meet and greet. Sean, will you do that? Will you get the VIP ticket and go? If we get the ticket, will you go? Do I have to? <laughs> I just I just like what a report on. Yes, you have to. But, but, yes. Go ahead. If, yes, you go to her show, yes, if you go to her show, what does she do? I know. A little bit of that. Bahad Bahabi uh, will bring along Asian Doll, the Atlanta-based rapper who appeared on the High Bitch remix alongside Rich the Kid and Madayin T.Y.O. The original cut of High Beach uh, hit the top 30 of the hot R&B hip-hop songs chart following the success of, the success of These Hoes, spelled H-E-A-U-X, uh, which crept into the Billboard Hot 100. There you go. Mostly ironically is my guess. I'm with you, Sean. Jack is attempting to take her seriously as a quote-unquote artist or dog or bird. Um, I will not. Man, Man, she's some... playing clubs I've dreamed of playing. Sure. Somebody from the program has to go watch her show. I'll go. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. I mean, yeah. it would be awesome i think it would be absolutely awesome to see who shows up how is it treated how much does she actually think she's a thing versus <laughs> understands what's going on here how much does she actually think she doesn't who shows up fools and radio producers apparently <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> preach brother preach uh, i would be grateful though i'm addressing the audience now if i might rent one of your 12 year old daughters uh, for the evening. Now he's trying to buy the underage. No, no. Oh, I rent. <laughs> right. I, I would like to pretend that your child is my child so I could be there with some shred of dignity. No, you got to go as a super fan. Get like a t-shirt, <sighs> have a sign over the top, and yell the entire time, Bad baby! Bad baby! The whole time. Catch me outside! Yeah! <laughs> yeah, say catch me outside! And then you need to put your hands over your face when she comes out and cry. Oh, God. Because you've actually seen her. Wow. I hate the British invasion. Yeah, exactly. Like you're in the front row of the Beatles in 1964. (laughs) Wow. I wonder if we could could get, like, international uh, acclaim and uh, have that played on CNN or whatever. People who didn't get that it was a gag. Oh, that could be my greatest comedic moment. <laughs> yeah. This is the role I'm born to play. You got to you got to fully commit to it though. Oh, I will. No oh, winks, I will take no, it way over the no top. No winks to the camera. Not gotta, a one. Yeah. Can we Not get you a, a grill to to wear to the concert? 
a pop-in grill. Yes. <laughs> yes. Keep those ideas coming. Are these actually concerts, or do you think they're just police stings, basically? Shows up. <laughs> right. It's like the free Super Bowl tickets. The gag. Yeah, exactly. I just, I would assume everybody you, who shows up has a warrant. Yeah, all of you have outstanding warrants. You're yeah. behind on your child support. You haven't paid your traffic tickets. Um, uh, coming up, a couple of health things. You don't need to work out as much as you think to do, uh, to do yourself some real good. Taking vitamins is a complete waste of time. And uh, a lot of people have known it, but it's a huge industry, among other things on the way. Mm, Interesting. Uh, Do I have time for this uh, quick anniversary? It was 45 years ago this week that the first cell phone call was made on a Motorola Dynatac 8000X. It was actually the prototype of that phone. 45 years, you said? Yeah, 1973. Does that add up right? I think it does. Mm, um, but um so there was a big battle going on between motorola and what was the other company it doesn't matter anyway (laughs) guess who won yeah the company we know the name of yeah exactly (laughs) so he and this other guy were battling to see who would uh, get the cell phone uh done first and i mean they were neck and neck this happens a lot with inventions manned flight all kinds of stuff sure yeah different people are close at the same time of, of figuring it out anyway he 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 made a call to a co-worker at Motorola, worked, he immediately called the guy that was his rival that was trying to do the cell phone. Said, hey, Jim, oh. how you doing? Uh, guess what I'm calling you on? Yeah, cell phone. Calling you on a cell that, phone right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. How's it sound? Oh, that's <laughs> a and, and more importantly, how, how's it taste? Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. Took the government 10 years for a variety of reasons that don't make much sense to anybody to actually approve it to where it got out into the world 10 years after it was invented. Just slow, FCC, didn't know what to do with it. Only had to be paid off to ignore all the brain cancer it's given us, in my opinion. Um, The first phone that came out cost (laughs) $4,000. Phone calls cost 50 cents a minute, and you needed 30 pounds worth of gear in the trunk of your car to make it work. Weren't a lot of people buying those. Nope. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.